Welcome to Foul Play Ricky. This is the story of me, Ricky Barone, private eye and former detective who was booted from the living after being shot by my arch nemesis. I'm kind of giving up on trying to make sense of it all, but maybe I'll score another chance at life along the way. This is my story. As my hearing tunes in, I hear Joke Tourniquet, in a slight panic as he tells Ken he's leaving him to die in the collapsing chamber. Purple and white lights are cracking in all the walls around me. I open my eyes as they adjust and I see Joe get into an escape pod and shut the door. I stands up and my eyeballs lock onto him. I see him mouth the word shit as his escape pod takes off into the sky. I guess none of this worked out quite as he had planned. Ken calls down to me. Jesus, Richard, how the hell are you alive? You're like a drunk pig rolling down a hill. The way you keep coming back, shit the bad almighty. I reach in my pocket, and sure as hell, there's a pack of cage-dissolving gum that Omicron gave me in the afterlife. I chew some and spit it at the cage that's holding Ken. The cage dissolves, and Ken falls to the floor. Whoa! Hey, thanks, buddy! Man, glad I didn't land on my bad leg first or I'd be down for the count. You see, I injured that fucker during the three-legged race at the fireman's picnic Pop took me to once. Pop wasn't much of a learned man, and he took that race a little too seriously and chopped my dang leg right off. Luckily, old Doc Green was able to sew the fucker back on afterwards. That's why ever since old Ken went through puberty, he runs the three-legged races all on his own. Man, that picnic when Pop sawed my leg off was the summer before he went to go get cigarettes. Mom always said Daddy'd be back from the gas station just as soon as you stop acting like a fucking puss. Say, whatever happened to that other narrator anyhow? Ken, there's no time to chat, and I'm sure the narrator will come back when the cave we're in ain't collapsing. Well, how in the Sam Hill do we expect to get out of this place? Well, hopefully this works. I aims my hands at the ceiling of the place and try shooting those fireballs that were mentioned in the last episode. Nothing happens. So I try a couple of different hand gestures and words. Go web go, up up and away web, that kind of stuff. Finally, I remember how upsetting Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull was, and that emotion sends fireballs flying out of my hands that explode a hole in the ceiling. The building starts to crumble much faster. Ken! Ken! I says. I'm gonna need you to hold onto my waist lovingly. We're out of here! Ken grabs onto me piggyback style and I aim my hands down and blast us out of the room and through the hole in the ceiling. We land in the hallway and exit the house. Ken grabs onto me again and we blast hop further towards safety as the old haunted looking house collapses in on itself. And a beam of purple light shoots out before fading away. Shit! That was closer than when my old ex-lady friend Mean Charlene Henderson told me she was a week late. Luckily it was just a week late on paying off my bar tab at the Oasis. Women! Keep Charlene's name out your fucking mouth. This is sure a long way from where the series started. 
Just then we see a long-haired, hippie-looking man with John Lennon glasses and a cult-like white robe walking towards us from down the road. Say, who's this burnout-looking motherfucker? Something about him I don't like. Aftershave or something. Looks like one of them singing potato bugs from that godforsaken Britain. Saw him on TV once in an informative commercial about shitty music. Those cheese and onions, motherfuckers. Ken whispers to me. He gets closer and under his insane amount of facial hair, he looks like me. Hey man, I don't know where I am exactly, but I think I need your help. My name's Rick Barron, and I'm from the year 1965. To be continued. I stands up and my eyeballs <laughs> make eyeballs toward. Oh, I. <laughs> what is this? Read your line. I stands up and makes eyeballs towards him. <laughs> Did, could you tell I edited it? That was the only part I changed. <laughs> Ken, I says, I'm. I'm gonna need you to hold on to my waist lovingly. Did you change that? <laughs> <laughs> I'll keep it. Is that what you were just Keep Charlene's name out your fucking mouth. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> do you want to be sixties Rick or do you want me to be sixties Rick? Uh can you do sixties Rick? Yeah, we'll both we'll both try it. Why don't you go first? I don't know what to do. <laughs> hey man. Yeah. Hey man! I don't know <laughs> no, not like that. That's like eighties like, uh, cartoon. That's rank. like uh, yeah. <laughs> hey man. That's so great. That's so, That's so good. <laughs> when I said nineteen sixty five, I sounded like goofy, man. Well, gosh. <laughs> hey man, I don't know where I am exactly, but I think I need your help. My name's Rick Barone, and I'm from the year nineteen sixty five. Hey man, I don't know where exactly, but I think I need your help. <laughs> My name's Victor. New Zealand Rick. <laughs> yeah. Hey man, I don't know where exactly I am. <laughs> I'm supposed to be like a beetle. I don't know how they talk. Hey man. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, you wrote a whole page. Hey, is this my show? Uh, I guess. <laughs> How does uh, Bob? You how would Bob you say? Well, the Boucher. Hey man, I don't know where exactly I am, but I think I need your help. My name's John Euchre, Bob Euchre. My name's Rick Barone, and I'm from the year 1965. <laughs> with the Boucher Automotive Group, <laughs> yeah, we ride with you every mile. This is 